Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. The Ask Dr. Ernst Show is presented by Dr. Aaron Ernst, a board-certified chiropractic physician specializing in spinal correction, nutritional coaching, and cellular detoxification. And is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Seek a qualified healthcare professional before changing your health program or embarking on a new one. Visit AskDrErnst.com for more information. It's time to transform your health with one of the nation's leading and growing authorities in total health. Over the next hour, learn from experts on how to revolutionize the health of those you love most. This is Ask Dr. Ernst. And now, here's your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst. Happy Saturday. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst. Along with me is co-host, Dr. Chris Demzar. Happy Saturday, everybody. Thank you for being here today. Yeah, my pleasure. And uh, this is now part two of our heart series. Uh, last week, you guys may remember, we did getting to the heart of the matter. This idea that what you have been told heart disease is, is one big, fat, juicy lie. Nice pun. Yes. And we said that uh, the steak needs to be burned, uh, not because of the fact that you've been told cholesterol and heart disease and red meat causes heart disease, but we need to put a stake in this idea of what really is heart disease. And uh, being that it is the health hour called the Ask Dr. Ernst Show, this is, of course, where pounds are shed and disease is dead. But we want to set you free, guys. We almost hit a record 100 downloads in less wow. than an hour of our new ebook. So it's the Diet Heart Myth, it's this association incorrectly. That cholesterol and saturated fats and eggs, you know, cause heart disease. Yeah. And we're now pushing, you can do math quicker than I can. Today's 2022, 1940s when this all started. How many yeah. years is that? 80 years. Good grief. Are you serious? 80 <laughs> years that we have been believing that, that grandma's lard in her cast iron pan with fried chicken is causing heart disease. And it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. So um, how do we get this ebook? 704-906-2094. What's the number? 704-906-2094. You told me you had it memorized. Remember that? I did. 704-906-2094. Text your name, and that's first and last, and your email. And that's it. Boom. Your ebook is yours. We'll send you a link, and we'll register you for the Carolinas Holistic Heart Summit, which is on Saturday and that's July 16th. Uh, and there's a rumor Dr. Chris might even be on that uh, webinar. Absolutely. So we'll talk about that. Yes. And, and listen, today's show is about this concept of what are the things that you've been told make your heart healthier? What's the myth behind that? And how do we actually solve this thing called heart disease? And listen, we're going to teach you guys today. There's an at-home test that you can do right now. You might have to spend 20 bucks to get a little piece of equipment. But there's a much more sensitive at-home test for heart disease than doing blood pressure and cholesterol and going to your doctor. So we're going to have some fun today, are we not? Absolutely. Okay. You know what's fun is, so about a year ago, a friend gave me tallow, beef tallow. Yes. And I was looking at it going, I've never cooked with this before. Yeah. And you know, it was organic. It came from, it was from his hometown somewhere in Texas. Uh, I forget the name of the town. And just 
you know, it came from like a local butcher there yeah. and just most amazing, amazing taste, flavor additive to some of the foods that I've been cooking recently that I've had in a long time. So, so you know what, love there it. might be people listening and watching that have no clue what tallow is. Can you describe tallow? Like what, like what, what is tallow and what am I supposed to do yeah. with it? Yeah. So that's leftover beef fat. Yeah. So like, you know, when you cook down, um, a steak and you do certain things, it hurts the noise. Um, there is those drippings, right? And yeah. the leftover. Now, there can be a lot of leftovers if you roast bones because the marrow is all fat. Mm. So when you take bone marrow and you cook it, you liquefy the fats that are found inside the bones. They drip out. And then if you drip that into a jar and you know strain it so the bits and pieces aren't there, yep. and then you refrigerate it, it turns into like this tallow. tallow. That's a bone marrow tallow. So... Mm. Yeah, heaven forbid. I mean, my God, we're here saying, like, use beef fat when you cook your eggs. Uh, 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 isn't it going to clog my arteries? I was told to use margarine instead. So here's what you expect from a typical doctor, okay? And I say typical as in medical doctor. Uh, stay away from cholesterol. Stay away from beef fat. Stop yep. using your grandmother's, you know, tallow. And uh, uh, plant fats, corn, canola, wesson, you know, peanut um, and pick low-fat everything, low-fat butter. In fact, don't eat butter. It's animal fat. Low-fat yogurt, low-fat cheese, low-fat everything. And uh, what do they say to eat? Fruits and vegetables, yep. you know, grains, nuts and seeds. But let me ask you a question, Dr. Chris. Sure. Is heart disease more prevalent today than it was back in the 1920s, 30s, 40s? So I'm going to say yes to that. So I the number pretty... of people diagnosed with a heart cardiovascular issue is more, correct? Well, I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to say, yes, that more people are being diagnosed with heart disease, but people that have, I think that there's more people in society, maybe you listening right now, you've got, may have this underlying heart condition that is undiagnosed by the medical community, but you have some level of heart or cardiovascular dysfunction, some, some level related to cholesterol or not related to cholesterol, related to other things that we're going to chat about. And you don't know the things that are leading to the inflammatory, inflammatory causes of what's leading to your heart condition. So a lot More, of people, I think, right? yeah. So yeah. a lot of people are having undiagnosed heart conditions. And uh, even diagnosed. I mean, or, the, the rates of diagnosis of heart palpitations, arrhythmias, sure. increased. Now watch this, ready? So more people are being diagnosed. Right. But are more people dying than in the 1940s and 50s and 60s? No. Quite so, a bit so, less. Hold up. so all we did was we stopped people from dying from heart disease, yep. but we didn't actually stop heart disease. We made it worse. It's the classic example of we've gotten really good at managing people that are sick, right? So people can have this heart condition that gets diagnosed. There's a considered treatment or yes. maybe that it's claimed a cure for it, if you can really call it that at all. And so people undergo these treatments or cures. And next thing you know, we, they still have that underlying heart condition but whatever symptoms it was causing or maybe some of the outward physiological manifestations like some of the clogged arteries or whatnot, right? Not the underlying cause, right? That's the outward cause, the clogged artery. And, uh, or some of the other pain, the chest pains and the palpitations, maybe those are being taken care of now, but the underlying condition is still a problem. So yeah. we've gotten really good at managing somebody that stays constantly sick for the entirety of their life. So what you're saying is we're really good at keeping people alive when yeah. they should have died years ago. Potentially. Because our technology is better than in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Yes. And that, that's not just with heart disease, right? Like, um, we can keep a cancer patient alive a lot longer today. Right. So have we solved cancer? No. But we can keep you alive longer. That's you right. just have it longer. Yep. Okay? Have we solved diabetes? Well, 
I'd like to think that as functional physicians, we know yeah, how so the, this but is good. Yes, so yes, yes, yes. I get what you're saying. medicine solved diabetes? No. But we can keep you functional and we can prevent you from having the diabetic heart issues and right. things like that. Yep. But now watch this. If you are saying to us, well, Dr. Ernst, I have a family history, like five generations of heart disease, and I want to like be the last one. I want to draw the line in the sand. Let's break the generational curse. I'm going to go to my typical medical doctor, and they're going to run numbers. Okay, You're going to stand on the scale first, and you're going to find out how fat you are. How much do you weigh? They're going to put you in a little cuff system, and, and they're going to see what your blood pressure is. Then they're going to measure your pulse. Then they're going to stick a needle in your arm, and they're going to look for your numbers. So what numbers are they looking for for cholesterol? Oh, sorry. Just gave it away. What numbers are they looking for in yeah. relation to heart disease? Typically? Yeah, so the, tip, the big ones are, like Dr. Ernst said, cholesterol, and they'll look at three numbers, total cholesterol, the HDL or good cholesterol, and the LDL or what's considered bad cholesterol. So let, let's role play a scenario. Um, my pressure is 110 over 60. Okay. I'm five foot 11 and I weigh 160 pounds, which yep. is very lean. Yep, that is lean. Um, my pulse was 68 at rest. Normal. And my cholesterol is 200 even, and my HDLs are 90, and my LDLs are 70. Whew. What are they going to say to me? They're going to say, wow, you're like the epitome of health over here. Yeah, so like I, I don't need to do anything for my heart. No. Okay, but here's what we're going to try to teach you guys. That could be a massive risk for heart disease. There are plenty of people who have regular medical tests that the following week in the shower or playing with their kids or running on their jogs and they have a heart attack and die. So what we want to show you is the real test that your doctor should be running on your heart to determine if you have a cholesterol, not just cholesterol, if you have heart disease. And it's going to sound crazy because we don't really look at cholesterol. Right? We're going to look at it just to see how what the numbers look like, but we're not using your cholesterol to determine your heart health. Okay, so what's the first thing that we would look at that's going to give us a representation to heart health? Yeah. You guys may be super surprised to hear this, but it's going to be your glucose, your blood sugar levels. We need to see what's going on with your blood sugar. Research shows that your blood sugar, and even more specifically, your A1C, your hemoglobin A1C, which we all know as a measure and marker for diabetes. It's always being yeah. measured in people that are being considered diabetic. But that is a much stronger indicator of someone that is going to develop or have some level of heart condition or heart disease uh, now or going forward in the future. Which is crazy, isn't it? Because um, in, in traditional medical mindset, uh, blood sugar and A1C is what you measure for a diabetic, yeah. not someone with heart disease. That's but right. here's the crazy thing. How many diabetics have heart disease? Almost, <laughs> almost all of them. I know. It's, it's uh, and how many heart disease patients are diabetic? Right, almost all of them. So can you see, it's funny how it's almost like we've been taught to compartmentalize or put health into different boxes. You've got your diabetes box. You've got your heart condition box. But in reality, and if you've been listening to the show for a while, you guys should know, it's all interconnected in some way, shape, or form. You've got to be able to siphon through what is really causing what, what leads to what, and then what can you do to take action to change things about your health. And so yeah. this is what we're telling you. Heart disease is directly caused or correlated to your blood sugar levels and your hemoglobin A1C. Now, there are some other tests that we need to run. And again, instead of going after your cholesterols and your yep. triglycerides, we're going to start actually measuring things that look at heart function. One of the most important that nobody really measures this, these days is what's called C-reactive protein. It's cardiac reactive protein. And it is technically a protein that is secreted not by the heart, but by the liver yep. in response to the amount of inflammation within the heart. So for example, um, a, a normal CRP would be zero. 
that would mean there's zero inflation within your heart. Now there's, you know, some people have a small amount of inflation. So like, you know, if you had a one or a 1.5, you know, it might raise a red flag as a cautionary alert, but in, in the medical definition, anything over three is considered an inflammatory yep. heart issue. So let's say you test at 2.86 and your sugar is 99 and your A1C is 5.6. Yep. What will your cardiologist say? Hey, you're great. Let's just maintain that. Do you guys understand that is borderline yeah. like right at the highest of what it should never be. Okay, exactly. so first we look at A1C because it tells us the four month spread of your sugars. Then we look at your, what your fasting sugar is to see can you even at least fast and get your sugars to normal. Right. Then we look at C-reactive protein. And here's the thing, the immediate reaction a cardiologist often has when they see a CRP of 10 is, oh my God, statins and aspirin. Right. They jump straight to the standard of therapy. And we talked about this last week. The first statin wasn't really even used until the 80s. So if I went to an MD in 1950, and they didn't check CRP, but if they did, and it was 3.0 or 4 or 5, and my cholesterol was 300, what would the therapy be? So like 1950, yep. what do you think? Oh gosh, because there, nope, there, no there were no statins. Aspirin's been around for forever, so right. they probably would use probably aspirin. Probably use aspirin. What, what, what would a doctor in the 50s do? Right, well they probably would just say, hey, we're on this new low-fat kick. Let's diet. just take away some of the things that you're eating. Change what your diet habits are. And the only reason for that is because a physiologist in the 1940s named Ansel Keys, we talked about him last week, yeah, I remember, I remember put out that. a hypothesis. Guys, now, now by definition, a hypothesis is a, is a guess. educated guess. Like, let me give you an example. I hypothesize that because my kids went to bed at 7, they're going to get up early. It's a good hypothesis. Now, watch. Fair. I hypothesize my kids went to bed at midnight. Now, my kids are like 5 and 10. They stayed up till midnight. My hypothesis is they're going to sleep in. Now, that's an educated hypothesis based upon the rhythm that I've seen my kids do. Right. And you might say, yeah, you got a high likelihood. But it doesn't mean it always happens. Right. So my son many times has gone to bed at 11 and he's up at 5. And we go, oh, that is not what should have happened. So he broke the hypothesis. Now, here's what gets even crazier. Maybe you can use some of your expertise as working in the holistic health field. Sure. There's no such thing as good or bad cholesterol. Yeah. Okay, Very so true. it's not like God went like this. Well, uh, I only want HDL to be in these people, and this thing called LDL, like, let's try to get rid of it. Yeah. So, and then here's another kicker. They're not actually cholesterol. They're lipoproteins. The protein. So can fat. you describe this? So, like, what actually is a lipoprotein? Yeah. And is there such a thing as a bad lipoprotein? No. In fact, you need both, right? And that's why when you go and get measured and you see, wow, the LDL is up in the hundreds. Great. We look at this and go, great. If that's an appropriate ratio compared to some of the other cholesterol numbers that we're measuring, your body absolutely needs that to function. HDL, you always hear it as the, the good cholesterol, but it's also just, just as important as LDL. And keeping them in a really tight ratio in balance is really important because what's really happening with those is the HDL and LDL function to take some of the, the fat within your bloodstream and they're going to help transport it to and from the liver. So let's think of it like, have you heard of this concept called your debt to income ratio? Yes. So if you're trying to buy a house, I think you had just bought one recently. Right? I did, yep. A couple so months ago. So you have to apply for a loan Yep. and what they do is they say, okay, how much money do you make and how much debt do you have? And right. what happens, let's see if I can do this on the, on the screen. Sorry, I'm looking at the Facebook feeds and the Google feeds. What happens if my debt 
is higher than my income. A bank is going to say, yeah, no loan. Okay, now what happens if my debt is equal to my income? I'm going to go, uh, okay, we're not sure. It's still a lot of risk. It's still a lot, yeah. But we if my debt know. is less than my income, right, then they look at it. Now, oh. by ratio, one time, two time, three time, 30 times, 100 times, yeah. Who's more likely to get a loan? A hundred times less debt or three times less debt? Yeah, the hundred times. So it's the same thing, guys, with your HDL. You want a ratio between your HDL and your total, your HDL and your LDLs. And what's crazy is they don't calculate any right. ratios no except ratios. for one. Right. They do total, total cholesterol divided by HDL. HDL. Yeah. And that should be a two to one ratio. Right. So watch this. If my total cholesterol is 500, ah, heart attack. Wait a second. If my HDL is 250, then what? Then hey, that's you're in the ratio, right? So am I gonna have a heart attack? Not necessarily. Not according to the research. But wait, 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 wait. My total cholesterol is 500. Maybe it needs that. Maybe because of the certain dietary choices you're making, you've got more fatty proteins that how you about, need to be moving through your body. Maybe because I'm an Alaskan Eskimo, and yeah. I eat whale blubber, 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 blubber. Yep. Sorry, I eat whale blubber, and I eat anchovies, and I eat nothing but like polar bear fish, which you can't do anyway. Ready? You're not supposed to eat polar bear. <laughs> Apparently, they're lethal. Did you know this? Yes. Polar bear polar meat bears. is lethal. Yep. But anyway, penguins, they're eating these things. There were studies done that show these like Alaskan Eskimos have cholesterol of like 500. Right. And guess how much heart disease is in their culture? None. Because their HDL is like 400 out of that 500. Their debt to income ratio is like not bad. Right. Two would be perfect. Yeah. Okay, so stop. Just stop looking at your total cholesterol and saying you're going to have a heart attack. Now, if you're going like, what the heck? I'm, I'm, you guys are nuts. Okay, go, go download our ebook. All the research is here. Literally, links to the articles that have proven what we're telling you. And this ebook will be spent like man, like hours, upon yeah, hours so writing hours. this thing. So like much I've great written some books in like two hours, right? I've written a book in two hours. This one took me like a week. Okay, so 704-906-2094 is the number. You get the free ebook. We're hosting a Carolina Holistic Heart Summit yep. on the 16th of July. Why is it so far out? Well, because it's gonna be packed and we want you to be there. Okay, we're not just using the radio to tell people about it. We've got social media streams. We have banner ads. We have paper ads. We have word of mouth. I think even my kids are going knocking door to door. Hey, you need to go to the Heart Health Summit that my dad is hosting. Here's a link for it. Here's a, a pamphlet, a brochure. Like, That's right. we want this thing packed. Yep. And guess what, guys? It's not just going to be people that are not patients at our office. We're going to have so many of our current patients ch tuning into that because they know how valuable the information is going to be. And they know that there's always more to learn. There's always that next layer, that next level. What can I do to change and improve my health for the better? And get this. Our patient base is going to fill that like that. that yeah. So why are we doing it now for you? We haven't told them. Sorry. Right. Sorry, patients. We haven't told them. <laughs> but we're telling you now. Because we want you there. Why? Well, listen, heart disease is back and forth between cancer, the leading cause of death in the US. Yep. It's the number one thing that everybody's freaking out about, especially when you hit 40, 45. Now, you grab a 20 year old off the street, hey, you worried about your heart? I'm not. No. Nope. Okay, 40, you worried about your heart? Eh, not really, but it's in the back of my mind now because I know I'm getting older. 50? Uh, you know, as a guy, I know that there's people have told me, my, doc, my medical doctor told me I have a higher prevalence of maybe having a heart condition or heart 60. event. Yes, now I'm really worried. Why? 
because I'm just told that it's probably going to happen in the likelihood. Well, and also, haven't you had some chest pains and you're getting winded and your oh, yeah, labs so now, are off? Yeah, now, your labs are off. Yep, yep. And your doctor's been barking at you for 10 years. You got yourself your cholesterol. Right. Now you're 70. 70. Yeah. Freaking out. Why? Right. Well, you know, you only got about 10 years according to the national averages. So, right. <laughs> excuse me. It's weird that as we get older, we worry more. What we should be worrying is when we're nine. Yep. You know why? They're now finding placking in seven-year-olds and eight-year-olds and nine-year-olds. So remember, you can't feel your health, which is why you need this ebook now. Now. And you know what's funny about that? Dr. Archer said we're finding plaque in seven, eight, and nine-year-olds. Guess what else has become extremely prevalent? And they don't talk about heart disease in seven, eight, and nine-year-olds as much anymore. But what do they talk about? Type 2 diabetes oh, right. in seven, eight, and nine-year-olds all the time. And it now how... Uh, sorry, the adult onset is no longer available to say a phrase yeah. because they're seeing type 2 diabetes in children. children. And what did we say earlier? Yeah. Oh, we're connecting dots. You got. You yep. Do not go away during this commercial break. We're connecting the dots. Blood sugar and grain consumptions and your reactive proteins and your inflammation is what causes heart disease. That's right. So when we return, how to identify it at home, how to lower it so fast that you can get off a of statin in like days, you could cut your blood pressure down and your pill reductions in 90 days, six months. Your cardiologist is going to look at your labs and go, they must have made a mistake. Like, this is not you. Rerun them. There's no way your labs can look this good. You open up another vein line and it comes back the same or better. And they go, like, uh, how'd you do this? Well, I listened to this radio doctor and I followed their advice and I'm, he I'm healthy now. Okay, that's the power you have in your body. So what's the number? 704-906-2094. There it is. That was brilliant. 704-906-2094. The ebook is yours. The webinar is yours. And the healing information for your heart health is in your hands. 704-906-2094. So, hey, when we come back, we're going to talk about how it's actually a metabolic issue. Like heart disease is a metabolic problem, not a genetic issue, not right. an inherited issue. Yep. We're going to talk to you about this test you can do at home that can help you find out how bad your heart is right now. And we're going to go over the number one most toxic thing for your heart, more so than anything else. And a lot of you have this thing floating around in your blood and it's damaging your heart right now. I'm going to give it away in the last 10 seconds, TMAO, and you're going to learn all about trimethylamine nitric oxide. That was a mouthful. Yes, it is. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Lines are open. 704-906-2094. Text your name and your email or call, and our call center will connect you with the ebook and the webinar. See you after the show. We'll be right back. See you after the break. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Welcome back. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. I'm your co-host, Dr. Aaron Ernst, along with co-host, Dr. Chris Demzar. Great to be here today. Yes, we're having a ton of fun. And uh, at the top of the hour, we talked about the fact that today we are blowing the lid on this thing called heart disease, most specifically breaking down the idea that it is not cholesterol and saturated fats that cause heart disease. It is not the numbers on your labs. They're looking at the wrong things. Yep. And we discussed that if you truly want to find out how healthy your heart is, you should get your blood sugars checked. That's right. You should get your A1C checked. You should get your C-reactive protein, cardiac reactive protein checked, which looks for inflammation. And you should also look for some other markers like toxic heavy metals, which we're going to talk about, yep. TMAO, which we're going to talk about, 
leaky gut barrier markers, dysbiosis. So it's weird. We don't actually check your heart. We check your sugars. We check the reactive proteins that come from your liver. We check your blood for toxins. We check your gut for its leakiness. And that tells us how healthy your heart right. is. And why, guys? The answer is because your heart's just reacting to all the other crap that's going on in your body. Yes. So you got to cut out the crap, make some certain changes to what you're doing, and then your heart doesn't have to have the same stresses put on it. And so it's that stress that will lead to that yeah. increased C-reactive protein that Dr. Ernst is talking about. And be careful. The crap is not fats right. and the crap is not butter and the crap mm -hmm. is not, you know, I'm going to throw it out. It is bacon because bacon's full of toxins, but it's not the grease and the things. So if you're going like, I'm having a hard time understanding you, Dr. Ernst. My doctor says, you know, like I'm supposed to take my statin and my aspirin. Well, look, get the ebook, guys. It's completely free. And we have all the myths behind not just yeah. your diet, but watch this. Statins have only been around since the mid-80s. You get that? Just since the mid-80s. So if you were alive in 1960, there were no statins. They would say, stop eating red meats. But we've just discovered the reason why, the real reason why. It's not cholesterol. It's not saturated right. fats. There's a byproduct of eating corn-fed red meats. And I hate to say it, but what does Longhorn Steakhouse and what does Outback yeah. Steakhouse say? Almost every restaurant We're you go so to. We're so proud of the fact that this is USDA prime cut yeah. A Chuck uh, Angus corned beef. I don't know how many other definitions there are behind <laughs> I try to do all of them. Corn-fed beef, guys. Yep. So does red meat cause heart disease? Only if it's corn-fed and you have dysbiosis. Because how many people eat a lot of meat and have no heart disease? I mean... Plenty, but that's over in like, so what I'm thinking of is over in Europe. And Europe's the classic example of that. They go, there's so many countries over in Europe where they're heavy meat eaters. Yeah. But then they don't have the heart disease that we see here in America. How about so this? What's the distinction? How many vegans have heart disease? Well, a ton of them, according to a, a study done in the June Nutrition Journal, June of 2021. The systematic review between the Association of Vegan Diets and the risk for cardiovascular disease found that it's actually a higher likelihood of having ischemic stroke and cardiovascular issues in 73,426 vegan studies. Is that a small study? No, that's 73,000 vegans. They found no reduction in cardiovascular outcomes compared to meat eaters. That's weird, isn't it? And they said they're actually higher risk for stroke. So if you think yeah. going vegan fixes your heart, think again. No. If you think going low fat fixes your heart, go again. If you think avoiding cholesterol and making it so low that your doctors are like, wow, 100 for total cholesterol, 40 for LDLs. You're a saint because you're on 500 milligrams of statins. Think again. Yeah. Remember, I told you guys this, what, last week, the um, Journal of Epidemiology in 2011 published a study, if your total cholesterol is less than 160, you have an increased risk, not just for death from heart attack, but also for cancer and stroke and heart attacks. I mean, come on, we have got to somehow murder this idea that your cholesterol is your heart health, right? And I think we're trying to do it today. Absolutely. So, okay. What was the issue with the kind of plant fats they said to eat? Because grandma's lard is gone, butter's gone, whole milk is gone, all the fats are gone. What kind of fats did the government say we should eat? Well, they would just give you all the corn oils, right? So you got the corn, corn oil, you've got um, canola. canola oil, the Wesson oils, all the oils that are used for all the fried foods. And then we would blame all the issues on the fried food, but not look at the oil, oil itself, the plant-based oil itself. 
And we've got to be able to separate out that there's good, healthy plant oils, and then there's these really toxic plant oils, and that's what's predominantly used in a lot of industry today. Yeah, so when you're, uh, when you're out and about, you're going to a restaurant to go out to eat, they're not using avocado oil. You know why? No. It is expensive. expensive. They're not using um, coconut oil. Unless you're at like a certified farm-to-table organic restaurant, yeah. but that's why you know the dishes are seventy for a plate instead of fourteen. Right. Okay. Now look, if you think that vegetables are healthy, therefore the oils for vegetables are healthy, therefore using Weston and canola corn and all that stuff is healthy, yeah, we got a big problem here. Now, now here's the conundrum. Don't all those bottles of oil have a heart healthy logo on yeah, them? They do. So like that's the American Heart Association, guys. They're paying for you to think this. I saw something that said Cheerios is good for your heart because some study somewhere found if you eat Cheerios for breakfast, you can lower your total cholesterol. Yep. That's so, been their so that's been their slogan for this years. one study happened and they now put this heart healthy. Now, here's the challenge, guys. Cheerios is the worst thing for your heart and for your health when you understand the real cause of heart disease. Yep. It's a grain, it's got a lot of sugar in it, and it's gonna spike an inflammatory process, which makes your cholesterol go up or down, depending upon how your body reacts to it, but it makes you inflamed. So CRP goes up, yep. and your homocysteine goes up, yep. which is an inflammatory score, and your blood sugar goes up, and your A1C goes up, and then guess what? They would call that diabetes, right? and then a long stream lingering side effect of diabetes is? Heart disease. And they never connected the two together that the heart disease right. came because you were eating all the grains and sugar. And just really quickly, again, why is that even happening? So the high levels of inflammation from the grain diet is going to cause those micro traumas to the arterial walls, to the heart walls, and that's going to lead to a lot of the other damage and inflammatory yeah. and uh, products and markers that we see on the lab tests that are being run. But then are we getting to the root cause of what's going on? No. The medical system just wants to treat the symptoms again and not really go out the go for the uh, go after the underlying disease. Sorry. And we talked about it last week, ready for this? Cholesterol rubbernecks. Yes. Wherever the inflammation is, the cholesterol goes, I'm gonna stay there, I'm gonna stay there. So cholesterol is not the cause of the problem. Right. We talked about the fireman analogy last week. If a house is burning down, and there's a ton of fire trucks, and a ton of um, firemen, and the roads are blocked, and there's a lot of traffic, Ansel Keys and the AMA said the, the traffic is caused by firemen. So if we if we fire all the firemen, there will be no traffic. Now, do you see the problem here? The house burns right. Let down. the building burn. <laughs> and so that's your heart, that guys. That would be insane. That's your body. Yeah. Your body is the, the house. That's the exact same thing we did with cholesterol. Oh, the cholesterol is a problem, so let's just lower the cholesterol and then no more heart disease. Yeah. Well, uh, no. Okay, so... We know that it's not cholesterol and fat. Right. We know it's sugar and grains that causes the inflammation. We know that if we eat these heart-healthy oils, they actually cause more damage. Listen, polyunsaturated fatty acids from grains, corn and rice and soy and beans and lectins and stuff like this, uh, they're all inflammatory. They cause yeah. massive issues. But, now here's the caveat, polyunsaturated fats from plants that are naturally fatty, also what's known as a monounsaturated fat, we'll get into that later, are good for you. So 
uh, was there studies showing that if you eat a lot of olives and you drink a lot of olive oil that you can actually decrease your cardiovascular stress? Yeah. Yeah, because it's an anti-inflammatory. Right, you're not going to have that same inflammatory reaction like we would with yeah. the modern oils that everybody So eats. the whole reason the Mediterranean diet became popular is they eat a lot of olives and olive oil. Okay, now number two. Um, if I decrease my red meat consumption and I mm -hmm. switch to eating more fish and chicken, can I lower my risks for heart disease? Uh, potentially, but it could also just stay the same. True, but they just recently found out that the corn-fed nature of those fish and beef is the problem. Now, I teased you at the top of the hour, and I really want you to see it. You've got to read the research behind this, because I know what you're going to say. You're going to go, what? nobody's ever talked about this before. Yeah. Nobody's There's connected no to such dots. thing as TMAO. Like, I've never even heard of it. I just left my cardiologist on Friday, Dr. Ernst. He gave me a clean bill of health, and he didn't say anything about TMAO. Well, they are clueless, so I want you to become educated. This ebook is free. The Diet Heart Myth contains the information about how when you eat red meat that's corn-fed, when you eat farmed fish that are corn-fed, yep. you increase a product called TMA, which is known as trimethylamine, and then get this, ready? The TMA is converted in your liver to something called TMAO because the bacteria in your gut will metabolize that. And here's the, here's the kicker. The research shows TMAO, when elevated, causes atherosclerosis, plaque buildup, and cardiovascular disease. Thrombosis, cardiovascular disease, and heart failure. Wait a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you hear what we just said? Yeah, so are you saying that if you have a gut leak, if you already have inflammation inside your gut, but then you eat this grain-based meat products that are going to cause, that's going to lead the TMAs in the meat to be converted in the liver to the TMAOs. Yep. And then that entire process is going to eventually lead towards plaque in the end, in the arteries. Because TMAO creates an inflammatory response in the mm. arteries. Now watch this. TMAO decreases renal function, which makes your blood pressure go up. It's also been shown to increase the excretion of carnitine, which is an indication of skeletal muscle damage, and it plays around with total heart function, all because you ate corn-fed red meat and you had the dysbiosis in your intestines. So can you see? Look at, it goes A to B to C to D. So what medicine did was they said, well, red meat causes D, A to D. And they skipped the B and the C step. So why do you think so many Americans are scared to death of having their steaks every night? Right, because that's what they've been taught and told for the last 80 years. Yep. Now, when did this research about TMA start, TMAO start coming out? Uh, about the last two or three years. Okay, so it's not the meat itself. It's the food that it ate that causes this problem. And get this, what causes dysbiosis? Inflammation. The use of antibiotics, global inflammation, having all sorts of toxins in your diet, taking medications. So we are making ourselves sicker, and then we say, oh, you're so sick, you need to stop eating red meat. Right. And that will fix your... No! no doesn't no. work like that. Okay, so look. Did you know there's an at-home test that you can do right now that will actually predict if you are struggling with a heart-related issue because of TMAO or because of a gut leak or because of 
the real underlying cause yeah. called inflammation. Yep. And how much does this at-home test cost? Less than $50. So there's no need to go to your medical doctor or to schedule some fancy appointment to go and get these tests done. You can do it at home. And the test and the instructions and how to read it are where? Free in the thyroid ebook, which you can get right now by texting 704-906-2094. Got it down. And uh, you don't want to miss out on that. And so we teased this at the top of the hour of what the test was going to be. And so I hope you're thinking along the same lines as we are right now because it's not a test to look at your triglycerides. It's not a test to look at how many different fatty acid types. It's not a test to look at your cholesterol. It's a test to look at your A1C. Which is a measurement of the percentage of your red blood cells that are so coated with sugar yeah. that the hemoglobin cannot bind to oxygen at all. Yep. Now, how much did it cost, do we say? Yeah, less than $50, So it's uh, Look, we got the website pulled up right now. Walgreens.com. Look, you could probably find it at Rite Aid. You could maybe even find it at, I don't know, where's some of the pharmacies? Yeah, CVS. CVS, thank you. Um, at home A1C test kit. $43.99, and yep. it's FSA, HSA approved according to their website. Now, how does this thing work, okay? It looks a lot like a sugar monitor, and uh, you put the little strip in the end, you prick your finger, and you hold it next to it, and in about 10 seconds, you'll see a number. Okay, now here's the thing. A1C tells us how high your blood sugars have been for the last four months. And it's kind of like something where if you have this day, like let's just pretend one day you just literally downed a 10 pound bag of sugar right if somehow you survived that which you probably die at 10 pounds let's just just do a pound okay pound of sugar okay one day a pound of sugar your sugars are going to be really high for that day yep. so your a1c is going to go real high now watch this the next day let's say you're like i was an idiot i need to fast for a month no food just only water well your sugars will come back down and they'll stay stabilized but the a1c will still be so it shows us how crazy you've been for the last four months. Now, you need to know the numbers, and that's why you got to get this ebook. Okay, all the numbers are in the ebook. Ready? 704-906-2094. Text your name and your email. Look, look. Okay, we've got people right now. Please send an ebook. Who are you? What's your name? What's your email address? How are we supposed to send an ebook that's like a hundred megabytes through a text? Can't be done, guys. Email. And first and last name. And what's the number? 704-906-2094. But let's give it away, okay? We got about seven minutes to do this. Yep. If you prick your finger with this A1C test kit that you can buy online, I mean, they'll ship it to you, what? I'm gonna look at that and try on street. They even have them in stock. Thank you, website. And where else? Do they have any other place? I'm sure they do. They do. Okay, ready? Watch this. Prick your finger. If it reads anything less than 5.6, Okay, 5.654321. Hey, if you pull off a four point something, man, kudos to you. Yeah. I'll drive to your house and give you a hundred bucks. Four point something is very difficult to pull yes, off. It is. So the range is 4.5 to 5.6. Normal. But now also with that, 5.6, I'm kind of getting nervous. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. 5.4, not so mm. bad. 5.0, good to go. So it, our phrase, 5.0 is good to go or less. 5.0 is good to go or less, okay? Now, if you prick your finger and it's 5.7 to uh -oh. 6.3, yep. you just diagnosed yourself with prediabetes, my friend. I want, to, I want that to sink in. 5.7 to 6.3, pre diabetic 
according to the AMA. Right. So really, it should say pre-heart disease. I was just going to say, you haven't only just diagnosed yourself with pre-diabetes, you've just diagnosed yourself with pre-heart disease. Pre-leaky gut, yep. pre-thyroid disease, pre-cancer. Do you see where I go with this? And, and you would keep saying pre, but what's already happening if your A1C is above a 5.6? You already have that it's inflammation in developing. you. It's remember already the, developing. Remember the kids with the cholesterol placking? Yep. I guarantee Seven, eight, nine they're at like 5.7, 5.8. Now, now, here we go. Ready? Uh, Dr. Chris, uh, mine says 6.9. Uh-oh. What does that mean? Yeah. That means it's 7.6. Right. Full-blown diabetic. 11.5. Whoo. Super uncontrolled. 14.6. And how have you not had a heart event yet? They probably already have. And I guarantee you, if you're running around at a 14-point something for A1C, yeah. you're, you're not only taking diabetic medications, you're probably injecting insulin, you're probably on a statin, you're probably taking aspirin, you're probably yeah. using a blood thinner and a blood cholesterol and a uh, blood pressure medication, and you're on an antidepressant. Like, I think you guys can see the dots here, hopefully. And you're going to cardiac rehab every single week. At 14. Yes. So how hard is it for you to be your own doctor, run your own tests at home? It's 2022. Pretty soon, they're going to have an at-home cholesterol test kit, which actually they have. It's just very expensive. It's like yeah. 500 bucks. Okay, but some of you are like, $500. Hmm, it's too much for me. I, I would buy it in a second. That's right. Okay, now watch. How hard is it to run an A1C test at home? It's the easiest thing ever. So How easy. hard is it to see what your number is? Yeah. It takes no time at all, guys. How hard is it to download this ebook and find the reference range to see if you have a problem? You just pick up your phone and you text 704-906-2094. Now, here comes the hard part. Yikes. 5.9. I have pre-heart disease. I can do one of two things. I can throw that monitor away and say, I don't want to know about this. Yep. I'm going to forget about I'm it. I'm going to be ignorant to it. I'm going to forget about it. I'm going to wait till my doctor tells me I got a problem. Right. Or you can go, holy shazam. I was going to say something else, but I'm not. Holy shazam. I need to do something now. And most of you will go this. What, what, what am I supposed to do? Download the gosh darn ebook. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, you got 704-906-2094. Attend the summit we're hosting on the 16th of July. I was just going to say, it doesn't just end here with this ebook, guys. There's got to be a next step after this, too. You've got to take the ebook and then you've got to attend our Heart Healthy Seminar. Then you have to beg your physician to run your C-reactive protein, homocysteine, heavy metal test, leaky gut markers, and your uh, heavy, uh, I just said heavy metals. Yeah, I lost but, last one. But A1C. Uh, no, um, I just lost it. It'll come back to me. Anyway, so C-reactive protein, homocysteine, A1C, blood sugars. Let's see if I can get it now. TMAO, heavy metals, leaky gut. Oh, mm. I got it now. Vegas nerve test. There you go. Because we're going to talk about that next week. Those tests will then show you what you need to do, but now comes the hardest part of it all. Taking the responsibility and stop blaming your genetics, stop blaming your diet, and start blaming you for being ignorant. There's nothing wrong with ignorance, okay? I was ignorant for many years. We both years. were. We both were. Then I became conscious to my ignorance. Yeah. Oh my God, I actually don't know what I need to know. Ready? Then I became conscious to what I need to know. Instead of being ignorant, I'm like, oh, I know what I need to know. And now the best part, I took action on my competence, my knowledge, and I got results. Now, if you take action on ignorance, what happens? 
you tend to see that things just get worse because you don't know what to do. That's right. Now, if you become aware of your ignorance, what usually happens? Well, then you typically then, that's where we see, we always talk about the pre-contemplation phase of not sure what to do. What are you saying? Not Then, the somebody's talking. Then, once you become aware of what you know, now it's taking action. So look, yeah. there's the, look, you know how many people have books that they have everything, 400 pages of what to do and how many of them do something with it? The mm. hardest step is recognizing it's you. Yes. You get to determine if your heart gets healthy or not. Quit blaming your family. Quit blaming your genetics. Quit blaming your bad luck. Quit blaming your boss. Quit blaming the lack of exercise. Just quit blaming everything and you should go like this. It's my fault. It's all my fault. I didn't know what I needed to know. And because of these two doctors and this show I listened to, now I know I need to get this ebook. And what's the number? 704-906-2094. I know I need to attend the webinar, which is free on the 16th of July. And how do they do that? Yeah, get text in your name and email so that we can get you guys registered. And what's the number again? 704-906-2094. And then thirdly, don't forget us next week. We're finishing out part three where we're going to like unveil yeah. the everything, the steps we use in our clinic that give you literally results in less than 90 days. And I'm talking, I mean, we've had patients get off statins in like what, a couple weeks? Yeah. We've seen people's pressure go so low that they were passing out left and right. They had to stop their medications immediately and their cardiologist said, stop now. But you have to pick up the phone, 704-906-2094. I hope you found today helpful. Please listen to it again. Follow the advice. Do the at-home tests. Join us for the webinar. Download the ebook. And how do they do it again? Yeah. Text your name and email to 704-906-2094. Beautiful. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Have a great week. Until then. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.